National Bank Studio on State Street. This is ESPN 1000, a good karma brand's radio station. On WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Today's live broadcast of the Carmen and Yurko Show is brought to you by the letter F. It's Friday. We're having fun. We're super excited about football. Very good, class. And let's not forget food. Yummy. Put it all together now. It's a Friday football feast. Brought to you by Miller Lite and Buffalo Wild Wings on ESPN Chicago. Welcome in. It's Carmen and Yurko here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Chris Black filling in for Carmen today. Yurko is here. We are at our football feast by Miller Lite and Buffalo Wild Wings. We're at the Taylor Street location in the city. We're on the second floor, Yurko. So if you walk in, you got to go upstairs. We're up hanging the, up out. Up the stairs, yeah. we got space. We're going to hang out today. And we, you just demolished those wings. What were well, you eating? I had seven wings. They're the bourbon wings. They're the ones I get every single time I come here. Okay. These are the wings I enjoy. These are the wings that I like. A little bit of ranch dressing. Uh, and ten's about the perfect number for me. In the heyday, you know, you can get 20 wings. You can get 24, 20-some-odd wings. And you can go ahead and finish them all. Sure. But now I'm even more particular. I'm more of a flat guy, so I'll eat all the flats first Okay. while I've got a big appetite. And then after that, then I'll go uh, attack the drummies. So you see i got three drummies left, and then there yep. are two drummies I just had. All the bones or the flats are gone, and now i got the two drummies up on top. Is there a reason to why the drummies are not cleaned to the bone the way that the uh, flats are? Yeah, I get what I can get off the drummy, and I don't want to fight it. you got some tendon there. You know, you got a little bit of grizzle, that, that sheath on the outside of one of those muscles. Yeah. So you get the meat and just, that's it. It looks just good. Get the meaty aspect of it. Yeah, get I'm it I'm not going to fight down for the grizzle and the tendon. I'm not, I don't want to eat the tendon. So we're going to hang out here for the next two hours. Uh, and if you want to stop by, there's also a chance you can win Bears tickets to the Falcons game. That's right. So you have to be that's here right. in person. Bears-Falcons, we have a pair of tickets to give away right here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're at the corner of Clinton and Taylor, Taylor Street here in the city of Chicago. It's a Bears football feast. Black saying in for Carmen today. And, Yurko, I wanted to start with this. Can Justin Fields and can Matt Eberflus, can they do anything over the next couple of weeks to sway public perception, to sway uh, management and Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles and what they want to do with this team in the future? Or do you think the decisions have already been made and really these last three weeks are just playing out the string and there's well, really no benefit to what they can do to improve their situations? I don't know if Justin Fields has done enough this year to kind of save whatever perception that Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren may have on what kind of a quarterback it is, but it just depends what your expectations were. My expectations are different than what a classic quarterback is. I wanted to see how close to Lamar Jackson he can be. Um, I, I think he's close enough to Lamar Jackson to believe that, hey, he's a quarterback worth salvaging. He's a quarterback worth keeping. I don't want to start this thing all over again. Uh, I think if uh, Eberflus, if, if they find a way to win the next three games, I think Eberflus does enough to help you know save his job. And if uh, yeah. Fields plays well enough, and listen, against Cleveland, and I know, I know the names of the quarterbacks that they've beaten, the, the, the best quarterback being Jared Goff, but this is a team on the come. It's a team on the rise. The defense is ahead of the offense. I do understand that. Um, 
But I just think if they, would go, if they get to 8-9, uh, it could be enough to save both guys' jobs. But Kevin Warren might be of the of liking of, the, of just changing it all up, of, of just blowing it up and getting the pieces that he wants in place, getting the head coach he wants, getting a quarterback that's going to be young, You'll have the talent around. You can spend on around. You reset the quarterback uh, financing to where it's going to be very inexpensive to have a young quarterback here. Or you never know. They might want to go out and they might want to make some noise and get an established quarterback in here. Um, Get an established quarterback, a veteran quarterback in here, a guy that's been here for four or five years who's already signed a big contract. They've got some cap room. And bring him in and uh, have that veteran Quarterback be the guy that takes the somebody that's established himself already, somebody that's thrown from four to five thousand yards, and bring him in here and make him the quarterback. You know the name that's out there that fits that description would be Kirk Cousins. Well, Cousins or Herbert. Yeah, but if I, San I Diego's I, willing to move on against Herbert, yeah, if if they're willing to move on, I right. would imagine a young quarterback at this at this point in his career, a team wouldn't be willing to move off of Justin Herbert. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. If you could upgrade to Justin Herbert, of course, I think most Bears fans would absolutely take it. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at three one two three three two three seven seven six. I'd say this year, go from a player's perspective. Does it matter to you those decisions that we're talking about? Like, would you prefer the coaching staff to stay in place and continue to build on what you're ha- what you're well, putting together for, here? First, or? first of all, any addition that's made that's a phenomenal addition. Does it make a difference if Reggie White comes to the Green Bay Packers in '93 as the premier free agent signing when free agency started in the NFL? Yes, yeah, it, it makes it, a difference. It, it makes a big difference. Big difference. So, if you're going to bring somebody in that's going to be a big difference maker, then absolutely 100 percent, yes. Yes, that, that Co- does coaching, matter. Coaching staff included? Right. Well, it could be coaching staff included, depending upon who you get. Right. You know, you just get, like, a, a young guy. You get somebody, like, from ES, not ESPN. I just read that somewhere. <laughs> you get, a, a, yes. you get a, a Ben Johnson. Sure. He's a guy that's got to establish himself. To me, Ben Johnson is Luke Getze. You know, he's a young offensive coordinator that's uh, got some weapons up in uh, – Detroit with a veteran quarterback that you know who's, what, what his ceiling is. You know what his difficulties are. Um, and, and you've got some weapons around him. And you've got a, a solid defense that's there. You guys have figured out a way to win. Your coach has brought his intensity to everybody. And, and that's where you're at. So it depends on who your coach is. What kind of splash you're making at your coach. Like if Sean Payton was available, you went back into the announcing thing and you got Sean Payton here as coach. Right. To me, that's the kind of coaching change that is a coaching change that's one that says okay he left new orleans after being very successful down there good went to the booth and then you got him out of the booth that to me is a home run that to me is okay you've done that i don't know if that's available this year so is there any well i I think the only name that is a complete home run as far as guys who are not coaching in the nfl who perhaps could be available it's jim harbaugh i feel like that's the name most bears fans would point to I, I don't quite believe that Mike Tomlin will be available, so I think that's kind of pie in the sky. I also don't want to trade anything for a coach. I, okay, I totally agree. With I don't want that. no draft choice, no nothing. Find me a coach that's available and got no cords attached to him whatsoever. Somebody I can just pay. That's all. That's the one thing I have to do is pay. I don't have to pay a ransom for. Are you interested in Bill Belichick if there's a separation in New England? Not really. I no. agree with you. No. Totally agree with no. you. And, and I think that's where I, we wonderful, align on that. Because wonderful career. Bill wonderful Belichick, career. 
Uh, do I don't know if he can do announcing. I, he's too dry. He doesn't have a personality. I don't think there's anything he can do in the media. I just think this is one of those things that one of his old guys brings him in yeah. as somewhat of an advisor, sure. a consigliere, somebody to bounce some ideas off of, but that's it. And I think there's teams that are going to be looking for coaches that uh, – they have deep pockets. Like, the, like all the conversation around Washington, they have a brand-new owner. They're a team that clearly uh, is on the downward swing. Ron Rivera is likely to be fired. Chico. They, they seem like a team that if there's a hot candidate or a big name, a big fish that's out there, that Washington's going to spend a lot of cash to kind of figure, <laughs> figure that out. Yurko, can you describe to those listening to the show what just say? Do you have a, a limp mic there? I have one. It's, it's what we suffer with here. Is that one of the two of us is going to end up with a mic that's there and then all of a sudden drops off the face of the earth? What, what about Char- so Charlie? Charlie's got, a, got I, a, I don't know. I'm going to be fiddling a sturdy with this mic. damn thing all the time, so I don't want to distract you. But I, I'm sitting here, literally, I got the thing sitting here. I got to hold it in front of my face, but. I'm only referencing it, it, it is because what it is. I've produced yeah. this show long enough, and yeah. I recall in previous episodes from Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings this year where you have the limp microphone. Uh, what, what's the uh, product that could perhaps help you with that? Uh, maybe a blue chew? Well, I wish a blue chew could help yeah. it because that would already be activated then. <laughs> no, I wish it could, but it's not. And uh, I'm sorry I was distracting you. No, it's all That's right. That's not it's, what I, I think meant. It's We're in the middle of the midst of football, good football conversation. Yeah. i got to sit here and fiddle with a mic. <laughs> That's substandard. So I apologize for no, that. No, you're good. I, I, I'm, I'm entertained by it. I, I think that there's going to be teams with deep pockets that are willing to pay, and whether or not the Bears fit into that category, I'm not sold on that. I do know in recent time it seems as if the Bears are very serious about fixing the decade-long problem of not winning consistently. It does feel that way. You go out and hire Kevin Warren – that signals you're right. going out and getting a big fish to run your organization. What it signals is you're willing to put Ted Phillips out to pasture, which, thank God, that finally happened. So you're willing to put him out to pasture. And then you go get a guy who was disgruntled in the job that he was doing, which was the Big Ten commissioner, because he had to listen to 14 whiny presidents and 14 yep. whiny ADs every single Monday morning, and that's all they did was complain about everything that was out there. So when given the opportunity to jump into the NFL – and become a team president, I'm sure that's what he wanted to do. Uh, if you want to make your mark, you've got to make your mark with a home run. Yeah. You can't make your mark with an infield single. Okay? So when you're looking to make your mark and you're looking to do something and to put your imprint or your stylings on what you think the organization should be about, you don't do it with an infield single or a, a flare to the outfield. You've got to do it with a home run. So I don't know if that home run is available out there. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. I don't know if it's there. I don't know if it's there, if it's available. I don't know if a home run is out there with the assistant coaches in the league. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's there. So if there's not a home run that you can hit, I'm not looking for that swinging button single of a coaching you know, to be able to come in here. After the loss of the Browns, I, I had this thought on Monday night and Tuesday night and, and on the show, I, I kept going to this idea that if they win out, win these three games, and they finish with eight wins, which if we were sitting here in August, we would say, hey, that's a successful season for the Chicago Bears. I'm of the belief that bring Eberflus back at that point, bring the coaching staff back, and Unless you can go out and get that big yeah, fish. Yeah, home run. If there's someone out there who becomes available who we didn't expect, 
Maybe uh, the time and the, the run that he put in his organization is coming to an end. They want to go different ways, whatever the case may be. Maybe someone in college you didn't think of or whoever, like you mentioned, maybe perhaps someone who's out of coaching who wants to get back into it. I don't know if there's many names that are available. That John are like Gruden. That. John Gruden. Well, I don't think he'll ever get hired again yeah, Nico, well, uh, by well, a national football well, league team. Uh, yeah, especially since he's got the lawsuit going against yeah. him. Yeah, I don't and think that's going to. And it continues gonna, yeah. on. Uh, but with that said. Uh, I love it. I'm I'm okay to pivot. I'm okay to bring back the coaching staff unless some like for example, if Jim Harbaugh says this is the place I want to be, and he's not going to hold the Bears ransom for what he wants to sign for as your head coach, then sure, change directions. Right. And whether Kevin it. Warren likes him or not, I'm not yeah. even going to debate. Nor nor do I care. All I care is if he becomes available and he wants to be here. Will Will he be hired or won't he be hired? That's it. Right. You know, and, and maybe Harbaugh's the one guy and the only guy. Because Ben Johnson is not a sexy name to me. I, you, you, and I, you and I are aligned on right. a lot of this it's, football it's, conversation. It's now, not. Now, if Carmen was here, I think oh, Carmen would push back yeah. on that. Carmen is into Ben Johnson being yeah. the next head coach. He likes the offense. He likes what he's put together with the Lions. He thinks schematically that's the way to do it. I kind of lean towards your perception on – I would like to see more. I don't. I'm. And I'm also as a Bears fan. I'm sick of seeing first-time head coaches. I want someone with credentials who can come in and get this right. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. Black in for Carmen with uh, Yurko here at Buffalo Wild Wings in the city on Taylor Street. Let's go to Andrew and Elgin. You're on ESPN one thousand. What do you think, Andrew? Andrew. How you doing, Dirk? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you now. Go ahead, Andrew. Sorry, guys. Happy holidays. I just wanted to say I love you guys, and I just want to make a few points. First thing I want to do is shout out to the Chicago Bulls for absolutely balling the last few weeks. <laughs> shout out. Kobe White tomorrow kicking butt. All right. Then uh, I love what you guys are talking about right now. It is. I, I just want to say with uh, the coach as a Bears fan, I think everyone would love Jim Harbaugh. And if Mike Tomlin became available, we would love that too. And then I just wanted to say about Justin Fields, fellas, I think it's a very tough decision to make about if you should move on or keep him. I think it's very, very tough to to decide. The the management, I hope that they make the right decisions, you know, looking at the draft or, you know, keeping Fields. Whatever happens, go Bears, Merry Christmas. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate the phone call. Black in for Carmen. It's Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. The Friday football feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. If you are with us, you can still see the show on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. The Carmen and Yurko Show. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in the city. Come hang out. We're on the second floor. You walk in. You got to go upstairs. We're hanging out. We're having a great time. We're drinking Miller Lite. It's a Bears football feast on a Friday. Uh, that it is. It is. That it is. It is Friday. Uh, Yurko, I, I think we've been discussing the coaching position. I do want to address before we go to the phone lines at 312-332-3776. I think we agree with the coaching situation for the Bears in the future and that Give the If they win out, give the coach a chance to come back unless there's a big fish out there. How do you handle the quarterback situation? I think, All right. You know, because, like, Justin Fields has three more games to add you. either some good performances it's, or if he, it's looks, simple. if he looks mid, then you move on. I want the quarterback to play as well as he possibly can so you have all the options available to you at the end of the year. 
whether you want him to be your quarterback, whether you want to trade him, whatever you want to do, he's got to play as well as he possibly can. So somebody out there thinks that he could be the guy. Could be you. Could be the Bears think that he could be the guy. But you want him to play as well as he can. That way somebody in the offseason might look at all these college quarterbacks and say, can we do better going to Chicago and getting their guy? Or can we go better getting a young guy? And they might say, hey, we like Justin Fields. We like what he is. Let's go make him an offer and see what you know they're willing to take, what we can get him out of there for. So I want him to play as well as he can. I want Eberflus to coach as, he, as, as well as he can. I want the Bears to finish 8-9 and, and draft uh, wherever they're going to end up draft. 14 teams takes you down there. Yeah, it, wouldn't be be, it wouldn't be any worse than, uh, no, if they went 8-9, okay, yeah, I right. think they could be 15th or something like that. I'm not bothered by that because yeah. you have that number one pick exactly. from Carolina. And so that's I'm, the one you're going to move anyway because you're going to identify a quarterback if you want to draft a quarterback who's not Caleb Williams, who's not a project, who you think is more of a legitimate quarterback than anybody else in that draft. And everybody's going to have a differing opinion. They will not be quarterback one through eight. Uh, that whole list will, be, will change from team to team to team. There are just too many different combinations, uh, too many different things that people like in quarterbacks. And uh, I, I think the Bears will find themselves in a situation where they identify a quarterback if they like one, if they move on from Justin Fields and trade him where they could move down and get the quarterback that they think is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. Do you agree with Yurko? 312-332-3776. Let's go to Tim on the north side. What's up, Tim? Hey, what's going on, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got yep. you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I just I don't understand, like, why is the discourse constantly, like, like how does this coaching staff get a pass and the, and the narrative is, like, whether or not Fields is the guy? Like, look at – Look at the last 20 years of guys that we've trotted out on the field, aside from, like, Cutler, I, I would say. Like, what has, what has given people the impression that Fields doesn't have the talent to be able to build around him? I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tim. I, I'd say this. The, the thing that I think is obvious is that there's something not clicking. He has the talent. He can make the throws. But for some reason, there's like a short circuit when there's too much pressure applied. And, Yurko, I, I think that's where you have to make a decision based on how would other good quarterbacks handle a Browns defense that's completely um, taking advantage of the offensive line and getting through and not allowing their quarterback to get back and make his reads. You know, like that's wow. why I look at those Minnesota games. Minnesota blitzes a lot. I'm not holding those Minnesota games against Justin Fields. The offensive line played like absolute garbage in those games, and same against the Browns. The offensive line was not good. Now, there are situations where he's played against lesser defenses, and he didn't perform. So it seems to be that there's something, there's a disconnect with the process of going through reads, making decisions for Fields. First play in the Minnesota game that they ended up losing. First play in the game, they brought six, or showed they were going to bring six. They only blocked five. You knew with the rip call exactly where the unblocked guy was coming from. The lack of awareness and the lack of, 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 of knowledge of what was happening on the blitz and not giving yourself a little bit of that drift to the right resulted in a sack. That had very little to do with an offensive line. That had everything to do with the lack of recognition by the quarterback. Secondly, why people want to go after the quarterback, he's unwilling to make the throw. 
Okay, he's unwilling to make the NFL throw when the guy's not looking at you and he's not out of his break yet and the ball needs to fly. He's not willing to make the break, not willing to make that throw. Those are legitimate complaints that people can have about a quarterback. They're legitimate complaints if you want to have them about Justin Fields. Again, my theory over and over and over again is if you believe he can be Lamar Jackson, you create an offense that's for him that is similar to what Lamar Jackson runs in Baltimore. It is not a classic quarterbacking style. Okay? You recognize the skill. You recognize the talent. You change your offense to fit the quarterback. Okay? That's what you do. And Justin Fields can be a successful quarterback in the NFL. But I can't ask Justin Fields to come back, drop in the pocket, and hit a receiver coming 17 to 14 because he's unwilling to make the throw. Simple. That's where the criticism comes from. Do I believe you can still be successful with Justin Fields in the NFL as a quarterback? Yes, but you've got to mold a system around him where he can be successful. Period. End of story. That's it. Not complicated. Waddle and Sylvie will be coming up next here. Jeez. That's outstanding. I love that. No, you get tired of the same crap all the time. Well, I, I Listen to me when so, I speak. Well, what's the comeback to, well, Lamar Jackson hit early? Right, Lamar Jackson won an MVP early yeah, in his se- career. Yeah, second year. But, I mean, he did it. Um, he did it kind of doing it with his style. You know, he only threw for 3,140 yards that year. Uh, yeah, he didn't throw. I mean, that's almost 200 yards a game. Right. Almost. So it wasn't like he was doing the quarterbacking. He was doing the quarterbacking the way he could do the quarterbacking, the way he could be successful. He was moving it with his feet. They're running the RPOs, faking the dive into the game, coming up and firing the slant pass. And if that wasn't there, then he was moving with the football. Boom, boom. Not there. Move with the football. Broken play. Make something happen off a broken play. Are you surprised this season with Fields that we haven't seen the running that we saw last year? Because, like, essentially, he was the most... I've seen enough. I've seen enough running. What you didn't have this year... He didn't break... ...were the dynamic 59, 60-yard runs. He had multiple runs like that last year. You haven't seen that because teams aren't willing to give that up. So, so everyone's aware he can right. do that now. So yes. now they're what? They're covering and pushing back well, inside? The, the, Is that the coverage they'll the spy. Defense? They'll spy a guy. Yeah. They'll make sure they stay upfield on the backside. They don't turn their shoulders. Where if he's going to, how many bootlegs does he run where there's been a guy waiting for him? Oh, yeah. Almost, almost every guy, time. They know. Yeah. All right, we'll let the running back beat us. We'll let the patients, we'll let them run the ball. Let that beat us rather than letting the 50-yard play from Justin Fields beat us. See, you can be successful with Justin Fields as your quarterback. You just got to change your offensive system, and you've got to be willing to do it. Okay, if the question was, can he sit and drop back and be an NFL quarterback in the classic styles? No. The answer is no. It's a resounding no. He told you it was a no. After the second game of the year, he said, this is not what I want to do. This is not what I, how I'm going to be successful. This is not going to happen. He told you in his own words. I can't do this, okay? And it's all right. Now change your damn system to fit the quarterback if you want to find a way to be successful. Does your system and what you want Fields to do, does that allow for him to go deep? Because that's something he's good at. Sure. And I don't think they do it enough. Sure. Well, I I think they made a stab. They made some stabs um, last week down the field. First play of the game went downfield. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was. And they tried to stretch him out a little bit. Uh, 
if, if Tanya catches the ball, there's a whole lot more confidence in that offense, too. Yeah. And remember, no matter what happened last week, you're going to win as a team. They call it complimentary football. That's what uh, Eberflus calls it. When your offense is going to struggle against a top-rated defense, your defense has got to be able to put you in positions to do something. And they did. They did. The problem is then the defense fell asleep in the second half and the offense couldn't go more than a three and out. Three and out, three and out, three and out. When you do that, you put more pressure on your defense and eventually your defense buckled under the pressure because your offense couldn't stay on the damn field and couldn't give me any rest on the sidelines, right? And your defense, for some reason or another, decided they wanted to make Joe Flacco look like Joe Namath. And that's what they went about the business of doing. So it, it was a very frustrating game. You didn't play a perfect game, and you were going to beat one of the best defenses in the league. Okay? That would have been great. You didn't play your best football. You still found a way to win. That's, that, that, that's something that you want to have on the resume. Right. That's something fantastic. And that's why I think over the next three weeks, I think they're going to be able to put something together and win these three games. Cardinals, Falcons, Packers. Steve and Juliet, you're on ESPN 1000. Carmen and Yurko Show. What's up, Steve? Hey, boys. Merry Christmas. Merry um, Christmas. I, I, had a, uh, I had a question for you, boys. Um, say we hold on to field and with one of, our top, or one of our two picks in the first round, we go with a quarterback that pulls or Warren or whoever sees fit. Do you guys see them maybe holding on to fields kind of like a Chargers situation with Breeze and uh, Rivers? I'll hang up and uh, listen. Yeah, thanks for the call, Steve. Could they keep both? Could they draft Caleb Williams, bring Justin Fields in, have both quarterbacks in camp next season? Yes, they can. You were in Green Bay. I don't think that's position A, though. How did they handle it in your day, in Green well, Bay? In my day. There was they, always a quarterback in the waiting. They, were, they always kept three quarterbacks on the active roster, though, too. So, you know, it was Favre, it was Detmer, it was Brunel. And in 1998 or 97, they were each starting in the league somewhere. They brought Hasselbeck in. Hasselbeck ended up starting in the league and going out to uh, Seattle. Seattle. Aaron Brooks came in. Aaron Brooks ended up starting. New Orleans. In New Orleans. Yeah. They brought Kurt Warner in as a free agent. And his first camp was 1995 in Green Bay. He's afraid. He was. You ask him. He didn't want to take any snaps. Yeah. He was nervous. He was jittery. Right? It wasn't his time. Right? What happened was we let him go. He bounced around. He started to grow up a little bit, became a man, did his bagging of the groceries, got into the Arena Football League. In 99, he was set up to make a tryout with the Chicago Bears, got a spider bite, couldn't travel. The Bears canceled it. He went to the St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams signed him to a contract. Rodney Harrison blows out Trent Green's knee. Yep. And the next thing you know, Kurt Warner is a starter with Dick Vermeil in the NFL. And what'd they do? They won the... Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, about yeah. to put you're an F-bomb in you're there. You were going to say a different word. Yeah. They end <laughs> well, up winning the Super well, that, Bowl. That, that, that's it why. didn't make St. Louis geniuses. They wanted to get a quarterback, and because their starting quarterback got his knee blown out, they had to play Kurt Warner, and then the greatest show on turf was born. It does feel, though, back in the day, teams like Green Bay, uh, San Francisco, they, they put resources into the quarterback position, even if it was a backup that they hoped one day would be a starter. You see what I'm saying? And, like, that's where I wouldn't be outraged if the Bears kept fields and then used that number one pick on the quarterback that they like, either it be Williams or May or whoever it is. Well, either way, I want them to drop down and get more draft equity. And if you're going to choose a younger quarterback, though I don't mind if they keep fields, I would prefer to turn him into draft capital. Draft capital, draft capital, draft young guys, inexpensive guys, build your team, turn things over, 
when you've got to pay an offensive guard $14 million, you don't want to pay $14 million, you go back in the draft with all the draft capital you have and you get yourself the, the guard that you might need. In the draft. Not via free agency, not picking guys up from elsewhere. Sure. In the draft, where you can go ahead and get multiple picks, 10 picks a year as you move forward, that's what I like to see. He's Yurko. I'm Chris Black filling in for Carmen today. It's Carmen and Yurko. It's a Miller Lite Bears football feast. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're on the second floor, the Taylor Street location in Chicago, the corner of Clinton and Taylor. So come on out. We're on the second floor. Hang out with us. Bears football feast. We're also giving away a pair of Bears and Falcons tickets here on site. You have to be here to win. So come hang out with us. Black in for Carmen. It's Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. The Friday Football Feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. Brought to us by Miller Lite. Carmen and Yurko on a Bears Football Feast Friday. Presented by Miller Lite. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in the city. Come hang out. We're on the second floor. Yurko demolished some wings earlier. Yeah, 10 of them gone. Gone. It was good. I didn't have breakfast this morning for a reason. I knew I was coming here. Wings are the best breakfast. Well, for some people, for best lunch. I didn't have breakfast so I can enjoy lunch. Well, it's good. And the wings were delicious. They went down. I told them to take the celery and the carrots away. I don't want to waste it. Save that for somebody who's going to eat that. I don't want to waste that. To be, on, to, to, to be fair, you did warn them before yeah. they set it down. Yeah. You go, no, 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 no. Hold that for someone else. Uh, Charlie Bevins is producing our show yes, on, he on is. site today. Chardog, they call uh, him. Do you notice anything about Charlie and his face? Yeah, he's got a scratch. What happened there, Charlie? What, what, what's well, going right on Right under there? the right eye. What, did, did a cat uh, attack were, you? Were you in the throes of passion last <laughs> night? No. And the wife's nails got a little, or the little lady's nails no. got a little bit wild? What happened? Nothing like that. I, uh, my girlfriend was trimming my eyebrows because they get, you know, they get a little, little. Trimming your eyebrows? Yeah, they get a little bad sometimes. So. Well, they get a little wild hairs. You yeah. got one that's like four feet long. And yeah, I get these. Just cr- curls in there. Yeah, I get these ones that like, they end up like so far up on my forehead. So she was <laughs> helping me, you know, clean them up a little bit. And she had a little like. She uh, tried to jab your eye out? What happened? <laughs> She had a little trimmer, like a, a little, like... Did she have a comb on there? Like, you know, you got a little trimmer, but then you put a comb on there, then yeah, you get the sure. long hair out, yeah. and you go get them so it's they're uniform in size. No, it was like it was like a little face, like, shaver that you do if you have, like, clippers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, clippers. No, it, was like, it was like a very small, like, dull blade. Oh, my um, sweet Lord. But, uh... Drop, like, she Did she drink it. a lot? And, and, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm asking. I don't no. know. It just slipped out of her hand, and it caught me right here. Oh, then, it slipped out of her hand. Yes, yes. She dropped it. You could have gone blind. This, in, this instrument of it, death, it's not she some dropped like, it. It's not some, like, crazy sharp razor or anything like that. It was That's just, a big cut on your face. I, it kind of made, you know. It, it You're young. You'll heal face. quickly. Yeah, exactly. Get You're some, young. You'll heal quickly. You got good, on there. You got some real nice, uh, um, what's that called, circulation. Yeah. So yeah, that you'll get the blood in there, and that'll clean up real nice, and you look good. Yeah, I got it actually might make you too. look a little tougher. You know, that's a good thing. Well, yeah, for it looks you. like I was in a bar fight because you do got a baby face. Honest to heavens, you you <laughs> couldn't uh, you couldn't there... inti- you couldn't intimidate like a pack of mice. Oh, absolutely Honest not. to God, you couldn't. Who's, You're who's a good-looking the, kid. Who's the uh, Star Wars character? Doesn't he? Have Jar Jar Binks. Oh, not Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> does he look like Jar Jar Binks? He, he does kind of look like Jar Jar. Binks. He's got a little scary. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. No. Which one? 
Kylo Ren. Doesn't he have a scar on his face? I believe he does, oh, yes. Man, what I yeah. would do to look like Adam yeah. Driver. You look like you, you got a scar really? on Really? Of now. all the men in Hollywood, like you want to look Driver. like Adam Driver? Big Adam Driver. <laughs> Big Adam Driver. There might be a thousand guys in Hollywood I'd rather look like before I wanted to look like Adam Driver. But he's so Jeez. charming. He's such a good actor. What's Juilliard? I mean, most of the girls that I ever talk to, they see me and they say it's Clooney and Pitt. Well, like yeah, the best yeah, of both. Of course. Yeah, the, best the best of George Clooney and the yeah. best of Brad Pitt. Yeah, I could see You that. put it together and here I am. I was watching Seven <laughs> right the other night and oh, I said to myself, surprised. man, there, there's Yurko. There's Yurko right there. <laughs> yeah, I said that during yeah, the light Was my yeah. head in the box? Yeah. <laughs> no, not, yeah. not yet. No, but. Uh, we're not ruining anything for anybody. Well, if you haven't seen Seven by yeah, now, you're an idiot. It's Gwen's head. Yeah. Yeah, she's It's in there. Yeah. There's got to be like a five year expiration. It's a big How appropriate. It's a big. Yeah twist to the movie nicely oh, appropriate well, well we're glad you're okay charlie yeah uh, everything's you, good you look like a cat attacked your face yeah that's what i i know it does look like that and we got you know christmas is on monday i'm hoping this heals by that hey you'll be fine you'll be yeah. good. like i said you're youthful yeah it'll be fine you'll look good you can collagen wear, you could wear a mask to get in a hyperbaric chamber and really help you out <laughs> you got one of those styles no i wish i okay. gotta, gotta get some circulation i think now. you're gonna be fine you're good maybe a little sun too huh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I could always use some sun. You're the pasty gangster, my friend. <laughs> you and Mike North. I don't know who's whiter. No, I uh, I don't even I don't even like get tan either. Like you I just freckle. freckle. You just burns. Yeah, it sucks. Just I burns. can understand that. <laughs> I'd say this though. You know how you're getting old when you start to get ear hair. When mm. the, when the ear hair starts to Oh grow, yeah. That's oh, yeah. how you know that like there's or, a check or, or, with, or, with reality and it's like, like oh, you're not young anymore. You hair got, on your ears. Oh yes, correct. Oh yeah, I got to yeah. do a lot of grooming. Yeah, well, a lot of grooming. Charlie, have you had that yet? You're a young guy. I get, Do you have the, the ear I get a hair? lot of nose hair. Nah, that's yeah, for that's everyone. Fine. But that it's the, the ear hair. That's what that's they got a, a tool. You just throw up the nostril, yeah. and it just yeah. it's like a buzz cutter. Don't <laughs> don't have your girlfriend. <laughs> <do that. laughs> yeah, you handle that. One. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, I'll work on that. One. Next thing you know, she'll be giving you a lobotomy. You don't want that kid. <laughs> You'll be like Randall Patrick McMurphy, old school reference. There, if you get think, that one, dude, I'm I'm out on that one. Randall Patrick McMurphy. You guys don't know one of the greatest characters in movie film history? If I had to guess, it's uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, Jack Nicholson's character right there. McMurphy, though. That's the only way I would know. McMurphy, yes. Randall Patrick McMurphy, right. RPM. All right, RPM. And she was Nurse Ratchet. I know that. Well, there's... There's Mechanical. a current, there's a current show that's Nurse Ratchet. Isn't there a show yeah, on yeah, there one could of them? Be. Like I don't know. I don't Netflix watch them. or Hulu. Or I was something? on Netflix yesterday, just trying to find a simple movie to oh, watch last night. It's the worst. Simple movie, it's and worst. it's like everything because you liked Red Notice. Yeah, no. we recommend these movies for you because you like Gray Man. We recommend these movies. Stop recommending movies for me. Let me just look for them. <laughs> Instead, I gotta go through a litany of crap. To get to something I might want. Because you watched Wind River, we recommend this for you. Maron. And by the time, and when you get to the bottom, there's oh, nothing there. Look, mom's calling. Oh. oh she knows mom's you're on? She must want me to pick up the lamb on Sunday. Okay. I know what's going on. All right. Mom. All right. Good, good, No good. problem, sweetie. I'll go get the lamb. 312 332. I'll call her at the break. I'll call her at the break. You can hey, call her now. turning me down. What are you doing to me? <laughs> I, I, you don't even realize you're doing it, but you're screwing with my stuff all the time. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Here goes talking to Charlie right All of a now. sudden, I can't hear myself. Charlie's over there fidgeting because of a busted eye your girlfriend <laughs> gave you yesterday. Riley and Bourbonnet wants to talk bears. What's up, Riley? Riley. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, I think 
I think an intriguing uh, coaching prospect I've heard the last few days is Mike Tomlin. I know we don't want to trade a whole lot. I think it would be intriguing for him because of all the draft capital we have uh, and money to spend, plus the new stadium, hopefully. Uh, he's got a long runway ahead for coaching. And I also think with the quarterback, keep field, draft someone behind him. you got both in play. Uh, if one of them ends up not doing so well, you still have a good backup. So that would be my opinion. So, All right, guys. Riley. Thanks for the phone call. Merry Christmas to you. We, we now go Merry to Christmas. Justin on the south side. Justin, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, man? Hey, Eberflus has to go. He is so boring and uninspiring. Every time I hear him talk or see him act on the sidelines, it is so gross. It's, he doesn't command any respect inside the locker room. I know he's done, done some good things with the defense, but I think that has to do a lot with the talent that's been brought in, too. There was a guy scrolling on his phone in the locker room during a speech that he gave. He doesn't command any respect. I Bring somebody in here that you want to run through a wall for, an actual leader of men. I just, Yurko, you played in this league. You know what it's like to be out there. I, I don't know. You tell me what you think. I mean, I... I, I don't know. Just well, very first uninspiring. of all, I haven't spent much time with Eberflus you know, with the guys. It seems like the guys do respect them. It seems like the guys do play hard for them. Thanks, Justin. Thanks but, for the phone call. I, I mean, what do you want? Sinbad up there? You want uh, you want Sebastian Manikowski? Oh. I mean, who do you want up there? You want somebody that's going to entertain this you in press Chipotle. Yeah. No, I, I don't. My defensive back, he <laughs> won't. No. I mean, what do you want up there? He's not there to entertain you. He's there to coach people. I think the problem with that is and if, in, if they in, play for him, that's what's the most important thing. Of course. Do they play for him? They, they can keep him, they can get rid of him. It doesn't make a rat of a difference to me. I'm just saying if you replace him, replace him with something of substance. You know what the problem is. Today's uh, current landscape of social media and TV, and you see Mike McDaniels throughout the oh, season yeah. on HBO's yeah. Hard Knocks yeah. giving great speeches, sure. and you see all this stuff on social media. I don't know. I. Did I was, you see his last one that yeah, he had? Yeah, it was good. Started at four score and seven years ago. <laughs> great speech. It was no, great. No, he's good. Mike, McD- Mike McDaniels is, is entertaining. But they crap the bed also sometimes. Yeah, and I, I'd say this. And is he, is he less of a leader or less of a coach when they lose the game? Monday night, TJ Edwards was on location with us for the show for Bears Night in Chicago. Yeah. The perception I get from TJ, and uh, he has now hosted three shows with us. He's the only one that will show up. Thank you. The impression, Thank you, sir. The impression I've gotten from TJ Edwards, who's having a fantastic season, is that they are still listening. They are still playing for the coach, and they like the coach. He's said that on the show. Right. Uh, it's what I've perceived from being around TJ a few times is that this locker room is not tuning out what Eberflus is giving to them. And so, yeah, I get it. On TV or in these clips that are posted on social media, does he look like the most inspiring head football coach? I don't know. Probably not. But Edwards has mentioned to us that the stability and he knows exactly what Eberflus wants from them goes a long way. I'm not looking to defend Eberflus. I've I've got nothing at stake with Eberflus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. I got nothing at stake with him. He, he can stay, he can go. It doesn't make a difference for me as long as you replace him with somebody that's of some ilk. Okay? I don't. But sometimes these coaches are most comfortable in front of players and other coaches. 
and owners within the organization. The place they're not most comfortable is when that little red light turns on and all of a sudden you're out in front of people and then you've got to speak you know, publicly right. to people that don't really understand sometimes what you're talking about. Right? They understand a little bit. They don't understand the nuances of everything. And so they've got to give you general kind of pat packaged answers just to try to make it through the interview and try to make it through the process without giving anything away without giving anything away too so again i've got no uh no stake in whether Iberflu stays or goes okay he can stay they win eight games i'm fine with it they want to make a move they want to bring somebody substantially better in i'm fine with it i don't have an issue one way or the other but if you're going to get rid of them bring me somebody don't just bring me a name don't yeah. bring, bring me some coordinator from another gig. Bring me somebody of substance and quality and make it a vast improvement over what I have, not just replacing parts for parts. I, I totally agree with you. 312-332-3776. He's Yurko. I'm Chris Black in for Carmen today. It's the Carmen and Yurko Show, a Bears football feast from Buffalo Wild Wings. We're at the Taylor Street location in Chicago. It's presented by Miller Lite. Come hang out with us. We'll be here for the next hour and a a half until 2.30 for Crosstalk. It's Carmen Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. This is the Football Feast at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. Brought to us by Miller Lite. This is the new home of the Bears. ESPN Chicago. Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000, a Bears football feast from Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. Yurko, in an hour from now at 1.50, you guys have a fantastic giveaway that's going on and a prize. You're all leading up to the Woodford Reserve Distillery, the trip to Kentucky. Oh, yeah, Carmen it's going to be beautiful. So every th- Friday, yeah. every Friday from now until they run the Kentucky Oaks on uh, the Friday before the Kentucky Derby. We're going to be giving away a $150 gift card to Twin Spires. Pretty good, yeah. And those individuals then get qualified for a chance to go on the trip. How about that? Pretty good. Do you want to read the full uh, No, you got it. it. Uh, I'm just here supporting you. Yes, yes. No, I don't. I appreciate it. I was on the phone with my mom during the break. I I, just want you to know you got me back. No, I appreciate it. I'm here and I'm ready to rock and roll. You told her that the people of Chicago need you Need me, Mom. They need need me. She says, Jenny, why you not take off today? Why you not have vacation? I says, Mom, the people of Chicago need me. Carmen's not here. Waddle's probably gone. I said they got to have a voice of, yes. of, of sanity with yes. a semblance of common of sense and knowledge about him. All right, Carmen and Yurko, they're counting down 150 days to the 150th running of the Kentucky Derby presented by Woodford Reserve. Every Friday at 150, there will be right. a call to the post. So you need to listen to it. Listeners 21 and over are invited to call in, and you can play. Uh, when we play the cue for the call to the post, that's when you call in. Be caller number 50 when we play that at 150 today. You'll receive a $150 gift card. That could be used towards the Twin Spears app. Yurko nailed that. And then you'll be entered to win a chance to win the grand prize, a trip to Woodford Reserve, the distillery with Carmen and Yurko in 2024. You must be 21 you as of December be. 8th, 2023. Yeah. And you must be from Illinois to qualify. Yeah, you got to be from Illinois. 
So those that are the or, rules. Or that or have an address in Illinois. You know what I'm saying, huh? So, Wink, wink, wink. Yes. No, be, from be from Illinois. Yes. Yeah, uh, so those are the rules. At 1.50, we will play the call to the post. Be caller 50 at that time. Black in for Carmen today. Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. Let's go to Kenyon in uh, Evanston. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kenyon? Oh, what's up, fellas? What's going on, fellas? How are you, man? All right. Two things here for you. Uh, one thing. Uh, Yurko, I need you to do me a favor. Yeah. When the next – send out an email to the company or whatever. Anytime somebody brings up Justin Fields' 8-27 and 27 career record, uh, could we please mention that one of those uh, seasons was a complete teardown and give them the definition of a complete teardown? Yeah, in, <laughs> okay. in, in, yeah. and anybody that goes in, that's what they want to go with to say that he can't play quarterback – is uh, they're coming at you with uh, weak sauce. They're not exactly. coming at you with anything good. They're just coming at you with weak sauce. Exactly. Now, my yeah. second thing is what I really wanted to call about was, let's say we, everything happens the way the masses of uh, Chicago wants it. We draft our number one quarterback. We get rid of fields and everything like that. All right? So we fill the holes in free agencies that we need. We get our free technique and all that. Uh, so, what, so what happens then? Do we have, you know, do, do – are we still in win-now mode? Do we, do we give this rookie a, a year to learn the system? or How does that work? Do we make the playoffs the bus next year? How does that work? He, uh, uh, he's, he learns. He's yeah, got to learn under fire. He learns under fire. Yeah, I mean, this team, it. you know, you draft the quarterback first overall or somewhere in the top ten. The team is built to start winning. Right. And I also think, Yurko, what we've kind of heard from uh, Hallis Hall throughout the summer and into this year, the organization isn't interested in taking steps backwards. Right. They want to win. Right. Whoever the quarterback is, whoever it is, be it Justin Fields or be it the new quarterback that comes in, the expectations are you're going to be plugging your holes that you have. Center. Yeah. Possibly a left tackle. uh, Pass rusher to go opposite of sweat. uh, Maybe some depth in the defensive backfield because you're going to lose Eddie Jackson. I don't know if you're going to sign Jalen Johnson or not. I mean, at this point, if you want to sign him but with the season that he's had, I'm not against it. Yeah. Just figure out a he's contract, well. pay him. That's fine. Eddie Jackson's going to be gone. You find a young kid that comes in and can tackle or who's a willing tackler, right? Yeah. Somebody that's willing to play back there. You've already got 29-6-9, and you've got 33. It's not going to be that difficult to plug one player in there. Be it a veteran guy, a veteran from someplace else you bring in here that you've got a cost control on. Three, four million dollars a year, something like that. You bring a veteran guy in, you put him in. Either way, you're going to plug and play. Okay, that's what you're addressing all the way up. Uh, and a receiver, you're going to get more depth at the receiver position. You might move not move on from Mooney because for one reason or another, it hasn't happened with Mooney. It did, but now it no longer does. Why? Because he's probably the second or the third option. When I look at the options for the Bears, the way they play, it's DJ Moore, it's Cole Komet, it's a running back, it's the second receiver. So if you're the second receiver in your option number four in the offense that they run, it's not a fun way to play. No. It's not a fun way to play. But right now, that's the rotation. Not because the coach wants it that way, maybe, but that's the rotation because that's the way it is. DJ Moore, Komet, running back, 
Mooney. We'll continue taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Chris Block in for Carmen today. Yurko's here. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. It's a Miller Lite Bears football feast. We'll be back in two minutes.